Hello and welcome back to the Crunch More Than a Workout podcast. We're so glad to have you here on episode two. This is the podcast where we're talking to ordinary people doing extraordinary things in their neighborhood, figuring out what drives them, how they do what they do, and what we can learn from them and how we can apply that into our own lives. In the gym each day, we do a lot on the physical side of things, but we know that health is much more and, you know, touching more on the mental and the community and all that good stuff that comes with it. So we really hope to be that positive influence in your life and uh, helping you in your journey to become your best self. So today I got to sit down with Corey Waltz. He, you're not going to want to miss this. He's an amazing guy. He's a co-owner of Iron House CrossFit. We dug into some some of the toughest questions in fitness the guy's been doing it for a long, long time. He works super hard um, in the podcast you'll hear at some points. I mean, he's uh, trains in the morning, works all day, trains at night, you know, just super passionate about what he does and really does a good job serving the community. So let's get started. All right. So I am here with Corey Waltz. He is a co-owner in Iron House CrossFit. We're down here in um, Godfrey, Illinois. And there, I don't know how many square foot, but this place is huge. And I'm super excited to uh, pick his brain a little bit today and uh, figure out how they got here. And uh, we'll learn some good uh, fitness tips and things like that. So Corey, thanks for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So um, first off, me and Corey, I don't even know if he remembers it or not, but we actually worked together for um, for a short time when I was training at Club Fitness. It's been probably eight years ago now, and you were a trainer there. Um, we were with DFM, so it's interesting yeah. to see where the whole crew is now. But um, yeah, so how I, I guess even start back before that, how did you get into training, and then how did you end up from DFM to this uh, massive building we're at now? Um, it's kind kind of a a long story. I'll I'll try to to tone it down a little bit, but basically I, um, I went to college, played football and baseball there. Um, I was a physical education major, um, graduated from college, uh, got a physical education teaching job. Um, and basically I was going to be a coach, uh, coach and a PE teacher was the plan. And, um, my wife, uh, when she got pregnant, got put on bed rest, and we had to uh, pick up a second income, and coaching didn't really cover that too much, so um, I, that's how I got into personal training, is I applied at uh, Club Fitness in Alton and became a personal trainer there. Um, and then the road from there, I, I trained there for a while, and, and it was actually uh, pretty lucrative, and uh, I knew some people over at Nautilus Fitness Center. They were going through some changes and wanted to create a new personal training program. They had had some freelance uh, trainers and wanted to actually get a program going there. So they offered me a job to run the personal training department at Nautilus, um, which is the other fitness center in town. Uh, once I got there, I was kind of personally dabbling in CrossFit myself, uh, that had kind of come become my training routine. And um, I ended up going to get my L1. And um, we decided at Nautilus, we would kind of get some some CrossFit going there. And then somehow a, a building opened up and um, we actually opened a CrossFit gym through Nautilus. So they financed it and I, I was running that and the personal training department. Uh, and still teaching at the same time. So I was I was pretty overwhelmed and, and probably way too much on my plate. So 
at the time we had a small CrossFit gym, um, had a had a pretty good program going at Nautilus, but it was it was kind of I guess uh, a little too much to the point that I wasn't able to to put enough energy into either one, and we had decided they decided at Nautilus they were they were one to close down the CrossFit gym. We weren't really getting enough numbers for them to to see it as a positive thing. Um, and I, I kind of had a, a much different outlook on the whole CrossFit gym and the potential for it. And that's kind of where my heart was, was kind of leading. So um, when they decided they did not want to keep the doors open on that, um, someone that I started coaching with, Kelly Greer, uh, she joined the gym got really dedicated, when got her L1, ended up coaching classes with me. Um, we decided that we were gonna um, kind of step off a ledge and, and try to open up our own CrossFit gym. So that's kind of where this came from and uh, I guess it's been about two and a half going on. It'll be three years in December. So now you've been out here in this location? Yeah. Nice. So you guys yeah. moved, uh, this is the original Iron House? Yes. Where you've been? Yeah, the, the gym before was uh, a whole different CrossFit affiliate. Yeah, it was interesting. I actually um, ended up buying some of the old equipment from there. Did you? Uh, <laughs> um, somehow the lady that owns Nautilus is tied. I don't know. She gave me a call, and, yeah, I bought yeah. some of the, uh, I don't even remember what we ended up getting. Oh, we, I know we got all the mats out of there and some different right. things. So, yeah. It was at Zelos. Yeah. Across yeah, from that, Lewis and Clark. Yep, that was it. I still, it's funny, if you go into our Jerseyville Crunch right now, um, we took all the whiteboards, and there's still, it turns out that you can't erase that stuff ever since <laughs> on it for like two years. So, there's still like, I still know your PRs and uh, some of the different kinds oh, and stuff. So, it's pretty funny. That might be embarrassing to look at now. But, <laughs> yeah, it's cool to see. Um, and you guys had that climbing rope and, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had rings coming out of the the drop ceiling. If you can make it, this has to feel like a palace compared to that. Oh my god! It was funny. There, we have a long Facebook thread going on our uh, community page of um, somebody threw up some old pictures of our old. You know, a lot of our members have been with us even there. Back there. And, and they, they came over with us, and they was like, man, you guys wouldn't believe it if you just saw the place we were before. And <laughs> we had to share a bathroom with curves. I mean, it was it was crazy, but. Yeah, they're they're they feel pretty spoiled now, knowing what we kind of came from. So you don't know it until you have it. So going back now would be tough, but at the time it's probably oh, yeah. like hey, heck that's, yeah. Yeah, you know? I mean that's what we knew. You you small space and you <laughs> you made it work, but so things are going well for you here. Obviously, I just showed up a little bit early to get set up, and there was a good crowd here for lunch, and it's uh, almost August, so it's pretty toasty, and uh, people are still working out, so that's that's an awesome sign. Yeah, our numbers have been good. Uh, nobody's nobody started slacking off during the summer, so we're... <laughs> Staying steady. Well, yeah, we're pretty excited. Um, we'll start diving into a little bit, um, just for some of our listeners to get your opinion on diff- different tips and things that you see, um, obviously coaching and just seeing a lot of people in the fitness world. I guess the first thing I'd throw at you is, like, just what do you see as some of the biggest challenge in today's world for people who are kind of wanting to improve their fitness or, you know, get into a gym or kind of get started? Um, I would, I would say some of the biggest challenges you, you hear about, um, time, money. Um, a lot of people use the, I'm so out of shape excuse, which I mean, if, as you, you know, as well as I do, once you can actually talk to somebody and, and 
kind of put them on the right track. That That is the worst reason not to exercise is because you're too out of yeah. shape to get started. Um, yeah, a lot of people do discuss, you know, having money issues of joining a gym or, you know, getting a personal trainer. They need the accountability, but they can't afford it. Whereas, again, I mean, I understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, I mean, you just have to prioritize. If you add up, you know, some of the meals they're going out to or what they're doing on the weekends, you know, they've, they've got that money that they could they could put back. It's just about priorities. How have you guys, do you feel like you've addressed that? And we talked a little bit um, about marketing before we started, but just uh, getting new people in, and to understand that thing, you know, to get them in the door, do you feel like you have trouble... Um, once you get people in the door, it seems like you probably have a pretty high success rate, right? So it's kind of like, how do we kind of get people's foot in the door? Is there things you guys do to get people started like that? I mean, honestly, uh, I would say at least 85 to, to 90% of our membership just comes from referrals. Um, you know, we, we get people started, they get going, they're, you know, making these changes, they're posting pictures on Facebook, they're proud of what they're doing, they're proud of the community they're a part of. You know, friends start asking. Um, one thing we do to kind of build on that is once a month, uh, this Saturday we're actually having one, we do a Bring a Friend Saturday. Uh, the workouts are a little more friendly to, to people that may not be familiar with some of the exercises, um, more body weight. Um, I wouldn't say easier workouts, but more simplified workouts to where we encourage them to bring in non-members and we do a partner workout. They work out together or we'll, we'll put them with one of our current members and give them a chance to, I think, once they get in the gym, see the, see the facilities, meet the coaches, meet how supportive the community is. Um, that's a big draw for us as well. Um, but, I mean, other than that, it's we, we're, we're not putting out flyers or, or paying for advertising or anything like that too mm -hmm. much. Just providing a good service. Have you seen um, the Saturdays work out pretty well, bringing the friend and then kind of um, – so so for someone new listening or thinking about joining the gym, they come in that Saturday, they're going to get a decent workout in, and then from there – what's the um, on-ramp system, I guess, yeah. that we would use to, to take someone um, new to, uh, to the next fitness level? Uh, so basically we do, it's, it's a five-class fundamentals program. Um, the intensity level isn't real high. Um, basically what we're going to do is that's, a, that's a, a teaching program that we use where we're going to take a lot of time. We're going to work on, we're going to break down your squat movements. We're going to break down, I mean, in a lot of the bigger, more complicated movements you might see in the gym or, or even some of the simpler ones that you may have done wrong for 20 years. We break it down. We make sure you know correct positions, correct technique. Um, you are getting a workout. I mean, it's, it's by no means you're sitting down and just, just watching. But um, a lot of hands-on repetition of doing, doing those exercises. Um, and we do require that for anybody that's not been in our not been a cro in a CrossFit affiliate before, um, just because, you know, just because you've done squats for 20 years and you have shot knees, it might be because you've done squats for 20 years and, you know, you were never taught correct form on those movements. So we kind of back it up and, and start from square one and make sure everybody's moving correctly. It's humbling, I know, still to this day when you learn new stuff and it's like, 
gosh, why, why didn't yeah. I know this? Or, you know, and, it's, and, and you got to stay, you always got to be learning, you know, so it's good, but. Yeah, and I, I'm the first one to admit when, when people come in the door, I use myself an ex, as an example. It's like, you know, I, I played sports since I was freshman in high school. We had strength and conditioning programs, but, you know, it was old school. Those guys knew how to, to coach football. They didn't know how to teach a proper squat. So mm-hmm. they'd still load you up with 300 pounds on your back and have you do squats. And I don't, I don't, I don't really think until I really delved into fitness after college, you know, I, that's, that's when I just actually learned how to do things correctly and how to keep yourself safe. <laughs> Before then you were just slinging weights, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a whole new field is developing with the, um, the strength and conditioning side of things. Like you said, I think coaches kind of knowing their role as coaches and then kind of a whole thing, um, yeah, a whole new field coming. Besides the athletic trainer, then you got the strength and conditioning and stuff. So it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I uh, I actually heard the statistic on the way down here today, and I wanted to make a note of it. There's being in the gym network, we always feel like everyone works out. You know, I always you kind of think that, but I heard they said 85% of the people, you know, still don't have gym memberships. You know, like I, I feel like a lot of times we. I don't know, we think that we have uh, more people than there actually are, or, like, how do you think, in CrossFit, or, you know, these gyms are intimidating, same thing with the crunch, like, that seems to be the hardest gap to bridge, you know, um, tapping into this huge population that we're not, and that are maybe doing the cheaper uh, Planet Fitness or something that's maybe a little cheaper, but you don't get the results. It's right. like, how do... How do you guys go about that? And it sounds like maybe with the bring a friend and different things like that, tapping into that larger population. Yeah, and that that gives us a chance to meet those people without, you know, without them having to commit to anything. And I think once they're actually in the door and you can kind of, they can kind of see, you know, you may be able to go get a, a $10 membership and have access to a gym, but number one, you're, you, a lot of people, they get a gym membership, they don't know what they're doing when they walk in, or they're not sure what they should do, or, you know, they end up walking in circles or walking on the treadmill. So, you know, when you're paying more out of pocket for a gym like this, you're not, you're not paying for a gym membership, you're paying for basically, you know, small group personal training, mm-hmm. we have a coach with every class, we're, we're watching every movement, we're overseeing everything, we're structuring your workouts, we program everything to make sure that we're hitting all the key components that you're hitting different aspects of your fitness. And I mean, I put a lot of time and effort into that programming, making sure that, you know, we're going to be progressing forward. Whereas you're not just kind of coming in and, and walking around in the dark. What do you think some of the biggest myths are around um, just fitness in general right now? Do you see anything that like stands out in, in your head that maybe sends people in the wrong direction? Uh yeah, I, I think I think sometimes I think sometimes people get into that I don't know if I'd call it a rut or or um, a niche of they find one aspect of of exercise and that's all they do and I think w- with the way you you guys run your gym the way we run our gym I think we've kind of kind of realized that true fitness is you know hitting all the aspects of your fitness, whether it be weight training, your cardiovascular training, correct body movement, mobility, uh, which mobility is one that I think is really neglected, especially with people that aren't, 
you know, with a professional that's, that's showing them the importance of that. But I think just kind of getting into that idea that, well, if I go jog six miles a day every day, I'm going to be as healthy as I can be. Whereas, you know, we know the, the greatest way to, number one, keep body fat down and control your bone density and increase your muscle mass is resistance training, okay? And if, if you're doing cardio, yeah, that's, that's going to be great for your heart, but you're also, you're kind of, you're lacking in a lot of other aspects. You're wearing down that muscle mass. It's not really increasing that bone density and, you know, things that might kind of not benefit you later in life. Mm -hmm. That kind of leads into the next thing I was wanting to kind of touch with you. As you said, retention here is, you know, great. So obviously there's a few different factors that go into that. Like you guys are doing a good job keeping people guessing what the workouts are, whether it be through competition coming in and then the nutrition side of things as well. And then you have the mental side. So I kind of like to touch on first, like um, on the gym side of it, is there different techniques to um, keeping people interested? You know, we've both been working out for a long time, even in yourself. Like, what do you do to keep yourself kind of motivated and going? I, I think I think it is pretty important to make sure that you are mixing things up. You're keeping it interesting. I mean, there there's, you know, there's there's an idea of making sure that not only are we doing the best we can as far as getting people to the best fitness level they can, but actually keeping them interested and having a good time coming in. You know, the the la the worst thing for a fitness program is getting bored with it. Mm -hmm. um, I think we, I think the chances of that with, with what we do is a lot lower, um, but you still want people to come in and have a good time. I mean, we have a great group of people they, they really enjoy and they help keep, keep each other accountable, which really helps keeping people in the gym also. But, you know, it, 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 it's not going to hurt to come in one day and play a game of dodgeball or, you know, fi just finding different things that are fun. We do a lot of community events also, like getting together socially and hanging out or, you know, sometimes we'll mix it up and we'll we'll have class at the track or, you know, just just different things to make sure that that people are kind of kind of always not sure what they're going to get. Mm -hmm. not, and not even just not always taking it so serious, like you said, with the dodgeball and just yeah, have, and and having fun with actually knowing you can move and applying it in the real world sports and games type yeah thing. and i mean that's what we're doing we're trying to get people to be able to live healthier lives and be able to do more you know get outside the gym and go do things this isn't a, a strength and conditioning program you know we've got we've got people that live regular lives you know they're going to go out on the weekends they might have a couple drinks they're you know not going to eat perfect all the time they want to be healthier but you know they're they're fun people and you've got you've got to treat them like fun people and, and have a good time with them would you say the ultimate goal of uh, most of your members is we talk a lot of in our gym, you know, human like human performance. And it sounds like we're and we're pretty similar, like basically optimally functioning in their everyday life better. Right. Like, yeah, for the most part. And you, you, as I've seen some pretty there's going to be some pretty good athletes in here, too. But typically that's the exception. Yeah. And I, I would say our I would say our average age membership is is probably mid 40s. To, I mean, a lot of a lot of people in here are 40s, 50s, um, and I mean, the things that they are proud of or the things that they talk about. You know, it's not losing 10 pounds or it's not losing five inches. It's I was able to chase my kid around for, 
you know, or my grandkid around for an hour. Yes, you know, I was I was more active with my grandkid than than mom or dad was. Mm-hmm. Or um, we had a member just talking about coming back from the Ozarks, and she was talking about she was the only one that could could balance and get back on the jet ski, and everybody else kept falling off, or they had to walk up a ton of steps, and and she was, you know. 20 feet ahead of them, they're huffing and puffing, just trying to get up steps. So, I mean, it is that we, we talk about functional fitness, and it is. It's going out and doing things and being, being able to do them without, you know, without it being torturous, you yeah. know, going for a hike or being able to walk around Six Flags all day. You know, I mean, there's, there's so many things that we take for granted that some people, I mean, it is a, a chore for them to do if, if they're not somewhat active. So, mm-hmm. And then addressing, so... We know you can, wor- unfortunately, you can work out as hard as you can, but if you're eating like shit or not good, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to make up for it. Now, there's exceptions to that rule, too. Um, yeah, those it, 19-year-old guys that are in here that yeah. still have a six-pack and talk about what they ate. Go eat McDonald's before and, or what, whatever it is after yeah. and before. Now, do you, so is that something um, you, you guys address or uh, recommendations on that when people are first starting out or even your people that you've had for a while? Yeah, we've kind of gone through some some different phases. I know we um, we really promoted paleo for for a while, and as as we kind of got more deep into nutrition, we've kind of backed off the paleo and just gone to with more of a clean eating style. I mean, so, some of the people that work out in here, that I mean, they hit their class and they're putting in extra work outside, and they're in here five or six days a week. So, I mean, we. We, we do push some of the carbs, you know, the, the white rice or the potatoes and some of the starches and stuff. But, I mean, if you're eating clean, you know, lean meats, fruits, vegetables, you know, even multigrain breads or stuff like that, you're going to be okay. You know, mm-hmm. it's as long as you're not relying on all the packaged stuff with all the additives and all the preservatives and all that stuff in there. So we really push a, a clean eating lifestyle, basically. And, and we... We, we don't go overboard with it because we are promoting it as a lifestyle. You know, you're not going to eat perfect all the time unless you're getting ready for some kind of physique show or something. But for the most part, I think, I think we really stay on top of it. We give a lot of good advice. Um, we, we're always sending out recipes and, and kind of tips to, to help out. And uh, Kelly and I are, are actually looking to um, get certified here probably in the next few months um, with um, get a nutrition certification that we can kind of start really hammering down and helping people that, that want a little more in-depth look at, at nutrition. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, so when you say clean foods, um, whole, basically like whole, whole foods, getting back to things yeah. that have one, like an apple ingredient list is an apple layer, you know, like yeah, it's almost, we've made it so complicated, I feel like. You know that, but it's actually so so simple in a sense. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm 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 not having people count all their calories, and and you know we're not doing the the block program with measuring out your carbs and your fats. But um, and there are people that want to get a little more involved, and we'll sit down and we'll break that down with them a little more. But um, and we've also worked with uh, Katie Drake a little bit. Um, she's worked with some people, and Jacob Jacob Shear. Mm-hmm. He's out of Jerseyville. They've they've gone a little more in depth. They've got a little more education in the subject than I do. So we've had some of our members work with them. But I mean, if you're just wanting to get healthier and and get leaner and perform better, 
it's just that whole whole foods concept of you know if if you stay to the outside of the gro- I mean that's that's the simplest way to break mm-hmm. it down. You stay to the outside of the grocery store, you're probably going to be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if it's not boxed and packaged and 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 there's less than five ingredients on the box, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it's simple strategies like that for for most people are going to work, you know. Is that kind of what you do yourself? And I know you said you got a competition coming up. Will you uh, change that up at all, or do you got different things, or kind of keep it as it is since your body's already used to it? Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm I'm not in the competition scene to as a very competitive <laughs> guy. So um, yeah, I I do tend to start cleaning up and being a lot more conscious. Um, but yeah, I I try to eat pretty clean for the most part. I mean, I've got a wife and kid that that love to have pizza once in a while. So I mean, I'm I'm not by, on track 100% of the time at all. But you know, it's that thing of yeah, I had I had a bad dinner last night, but that doesn't mean that I have to have a bad breakfast, a bad lunch, and a bad dinner tonight. Yeah. So yeah, I try to keep it clean. Um, try to try to supplement as little as possible with with things that I know I shouldn't be having, so. Do you, do you do much supplements, um, protein type different things, or? I, I do, I do, I'll do a protein um, post-workout. Um, I do use a, a carb replacement sometimes after, you know, especially with competition coming up, I've gotten a little more uh, driven, and we've had a couple two-a-day workouts to where I'll need to replace those carbs if I'm gonna work out again in the evening, but uh, for the most part, uh, fish oil, protein, um, that's about it. I mean, I don't, I don't take a lot of supplements, mm-hmm. but I also I, I also have a hard time eating a whole chicken after a workout. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's a little easier to have a shake sometimes. Yeah, when I was younger, as probably a common story, but I remember having like every supplement possible, and now <laughs> yeah. it's just like if, as minimal as, you know, if, depending on diet and time and all that different things but yeah keeping it as simple as possible and then coming back to so kind of fitness nutrition and then the third thing that you really kind of decipher someone's success really seems and this may be the most prominent is the mental side right like a lot of times and I've been wrong but you can see people that come in and usually have a pretty good idea um, depending on their beliefs if they're you know going to make it through and that's something we've been kicking around a lot. And I was interested to get your opinion on, is there, in the community does it, and I know the people do it, but is there ways that we can maybe help with, is it, affirm, you know, different affirmations or different things or setting goals or to get this mental side on track? Because I feel like that would help so much with success rates and long-term retention and things like that. Yeah, and that's that's a big thing with our gym is, when we're making goals, and, and we, as you can, if you look over, I'm sorry, I, get, I know we can't see this, but we have a goal wall here oh, yeah. for 2016, and we try to have as many members write down a few goals. For number one, it makes them accountable. You know, it, it's up there for them to look at, and it gives them that sis, sense of accomplishment. When they hit that goal, they're able to go over there and mark it off the board. So we try to make sure that, that everybody's, having performance goals um, and I think that's that's one aspect that really helps you know aside from a regular gym to where a lot of people that are in there it's either they're wanting to lose weight they're wanting to you know and that's their that's that's a goal that 
that's not going to mean a lot to you, you know, deep down. But when you guys, when we start, you know, really putting the focus on performance, there's always a goal to hit. There's always something to improve on. There's always something to get better at. And there's such a sense of accomplishment that you don't get from just losing a couple pounds or losing a couple inches or, or toning up. So I think that's one thing that, that really helps out here is we have a clear set of progressions. There's always a step forward that you can take. And, and the feeling that people get when they, you know, it might, it might be the smallest goal in the world, you know, but they hit that and they never thought they would. And now they're ready for the next step. Mm -hmm. And it, it keeps them motivated and it keeps it going. And I, 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 love, I love how excited people get when they get their first pull-up or they get their first double under, you know, something that's not a big deal. But, man, it, it really changes their world. And I think the biggest thing we see around here is just the confidence level of people that they come in and they are very, very drawn-in people. They're not very open and... And just as their confidence rises, as they make changes, and it's 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 really cool to see. I mean, we've got some members that you wouldn't recognize them physically, but you wouldn't recognize them personality-wise from the person they were from you know a year ago to where they're at now. And I think I think that's the the coolest thing to see with people is the change in personality and the confidence that starts blooming out of them. It's it makes them a totally different person. Yeah, I really like. I really like the performance goals, like you said, because right away you could set those. And if you can do a pull-up, if you couldn't do a pull-up and now you can, there's a lot of things that probably had to happen. Like, A, you had either lost a decent amount of body fat or you gained a lot of strength. You know, like that yeah. shows a lot of – there's a lot of things that had to happen to make that happen rather than just judging the scale, even though most likely the scale did go down or oh, your yeah. body fat went way down. But it's like we don't have to analyze it in that side of things. So. Yeah. That's, I mean, we tell them we're going to improve your fitness. The other things are a side effect. Mm -hmm. it, it's automatically going to happen. But if that's what you're focusing on, it's very easy to get down on that. You know, if, if you're weighing in once a week and your weight doesn't go down after a week, you know, you could get down on that. But if, if you've got something to really strive towards that hard work's going to get you there, you know, you, you're, you're, you're going to work on that. And, you know, the, the weight loss or the, the toning up or the muscle strength, I mean, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a given that those things are going to happen if you're doing all the other steps you know to make your performance better yeah definitely so i just want to ask you this question just cuz i can relate to it so much as a as a trainer and you <laughs> run the business and everything like is there um and everybody can relate to this they you know you work a job and you're busy and stuff but like you're in the gym all the time and just you know for yourself staying motivated and you know a lot of times for me out if you train a lot of hours in a row and all and our trainers as your trainers like it almost feels like you worked out but then it's like <laughs> shit i didn't actually do yeah. anything um is there any rituals or different things you do to uh, stay stay motivated yourself in that oh man that's that's a tough question and and I don't have a great answer. I mean, maybe there's not one. <laughs> I yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if there's a there's a ritual except, I it really bothers me if I'm not staying on top of it just because, I hate to lose anything and I hate to backstep. And again, even with me, it's it's all performance driven. You know, it's like. You know, with some of our some of our timed workouts or you know knowing where my strength is at if. 
if I know I'm slacking off and, and I did I can't hit a squat that I hit three months ago, I mean, that's going to drive me nuts. So mm -hmm. it's keeping, keeping myself accountable. And, I mean, we have a great group of coaches that, you know, they're, they're going to stay on you too. And, you know, if there's a free minute and, you know, you're going to sit down and relax, hey, and, and I'm kind of in a situation where the summer's great. You know, I've, I've, I've been able to stay on top of it and hadn't, a, hadn't been an issue. I've, I've, I really like the summertime, but during the school year, I teach. So it's, I coach class in the morning, I go home, I take a quick shower, I drive to work, I drive straight back to the gym, and then I coach. And, I, you know, I'm not done coaching until till after 6. So uh, during that time, that's when it's, you know, sometimes I just want to be lazy at 6 o'clock and, and call it a night. And um, that's where the class aspect really comes in. I just, I jump in with class, mm -hmm. you know. I'm just one of the members at that time, and I've, got somebody telling me what to do and, and I'm just running through class just like anybody else and and I, I that helps me stay consistent because I just know six o'clock comes I'm done coaching it's time to jump in on class so that should give everyone uh, no excuses <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. training before <laughs> and then you go teach all day from like eight to three or whatever yeah yeah and I, I teach him. Was, I didn't know you were still teaching yeah and I teach in Litchfield so oh wow it's an hour up there an hour back so basically soon as soon as I get done here, I'm having to start my drive to work. Yeah. And then as soon as I get done at school, I'm having to I'm having to get back here to coach at five. So. Do you coach? Will you do that five days a week? Oh uh, yeah. Part? Yeah. Nice. Yep. That's uh, that's been my, been my routine for for a while now. So. Yeah, I bet summer is nice for you. <laughs> so. I got a couple more things, and I'll let you go here. Sure. Uh, we uh. There's, now I don't know if there's too many other, I know there's probably several gyms in the area, but you guys really have seemed to stood out as the CrossFit gym, but just, you know, the name pops up a lot and we see a lot of great um, success. I guess you and maybe your co-owner are just all the, we've heard about your story, but what do you think's been the most prominent factor in you guys being just such a successful operation in standing the test of time? Uh, I'm... Honestly, we just really focus on making sure the members that we have, we're taking care of them. We, you know, we, we know all of our members by name. We talk to them. We have personal relationships with them. We keep them accountable as well. I mean, we're, we're in the gym a lot. So, you know, even if we're not coaching, we're hanging around, we're, we're chatting with people. And I think just, you know, really, really showing the the members that you care about them and that you're doing the best job that you can do to to help them be successful i think if you do that other stuff kind of falls into place mm -hmm. um and as we've done that we've we've had some slow growth we've had some fast growth you know but we've continually grown since grown since we started and i think even with that as the new members come in we really try to keep that sense of community to where you know we we have a great group and and everybody's I mean we we have a great group inside and outside the gym you know you start seeing friendships blossom out you know to where people that never would have met they're you know they're going to go do something this weekend or they're going to go hang out or you have 10 or 12 people getting together to we have I think we have a we have a group of like 30 or 40 members going on a float trip together um, just just stuff like that to where you make sure that that they're getting a lot out of their membership outside of the gym as well. So I think that's kind of what we've just focused on is 
really trying to take care of our members, make sure we're providing them a good service, doing those extra things to help them out. You know, we, we've added some, some specialty classes with, uh, we've, we do a weightlifting class on Saturdays. We do a gymnastics class on Saturdays. Um, so just, just trying to, to reinvest back in the gym. Uh, we try to, try, anytime we get a chance, we try to improve, improve around here as much as we can. So we're, we're constantly getting new equipment, constantly getting, getting new things to, to make their gym experience better as well. So Awesome. Well, it seems to be working for sure. What, um, what do you see? Where do you, and this is another tough one. Where do you see this uh, gym, the fitness gym industry, uh, the way people are being trained? Um, do you see any shifts happening? And um, like where you think it'll be heading in the next five years? Obviously, more and more things are coming online. Um, what's your opinion on that? Anything you think um, this these current models that we're in is there adjustments? Are you looking like, hey, maybe this is a direction or different opportunities even coming ahead of us with the more technology coming along? Yeah, I, I don't know with 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 technology that that that's never really hit home with me quite as much. I mean, I th I think I think kind of the back to the basics approach that that CrossFit gyms and and other gyms of of that sort. I really think that's kind of where the future is. It's true functional fitness. Um, and even if you see with, with a lot of personal training programs anymore, it might not be called CrossFit, but they're doing CrossFit. I mean, for the most part, or that, I, I shouldn't say they're doing CrossFit because, I mean, there is a, a certain style and program to that, that that you might not see, but it's the basic movements. It's, you know, getting a more well-rounded fitness program of, of not just doing your cardio movements or, or not just doing body weight movements, but you know, you're incorporating the weight training, the balance, the strength, the speed, the, the different aspects of fitness, and you're seeing a lot more trainers get into more functional movements rather than the, the isolation movements and, and things of that sort. And uh, you, you see people branching out and, and doing, doing things in a fitness capacity that are I don't know, a little more outside the box with some of the obstacle course races or, mm -hmm. or you know, even fitness competitions. You know, people are, are turning it into more of a hobby, having a little more fun with it, which I think is cool. I think it's great to see people using exercise as a way to, to compete or have a good time. And I think you, see, you start to see a little bit more of that um, outside of the box type of fitness activities. That is a good point. I do see, like... Well, the Ninja Warrior is popular, but even yeah. now there's like what just, just the, every Spartan in this whole race industry is becoming yeah. huge, and it's like, but your members, you know, um, it's cool because they could actually just go do one without even really it, without training, training yeah. for one. So yeah, that's and, awesome. and you see more stuff in those races with rope climbs or you know getting over the walls or picking something up and carrying it. You know, it's it's basic things that. You know, we, we, we incorporate into our workouts that they're very functional, you know, and, and it's, it's those type of basic picking something up, yeah. carrying something somewhere, which is a, a, I think it's a cool shift to see. There definitely has been a shift, and I think, you know, a lot of times you think it's a craze or this or CrossFit or, or just any of that training, but I think it's kind of here to stay because there's too much prominence. It works too well, the results, and then just the increase of everyday life. I mean, it's just really hard to deny. And then seeing what so what some of these people are doing is just yeah. recreating the 
what we thought was possible, you know, like right. Roger Bannister or whatever running a four-minute mile. Now we got a guy deadlifting 600, running a, under six mile and whatever else, you yeah. know, so it's really hard to deny it. So that, that will be interesting to see um, how we all progress yeah. in the next over the next five years, but I, I don't see it going backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, you might even see less technology even being being incorporated into to fitness. I think people are realizing, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot, you know. You find something heavy to pick up, yeah. and, and you carry it a certain amount of, and I mean, that's as good of a workout as anything, so. That is a good point. I like that you said that, because these gyms sometimes just our gyms are kind of set up similar. They're, they're not trashy. They're not, they're nice places, but we're not worried if something gets on the floor or something here. And it brings back like a human interaction that you don't, that you kind of miss, I think. So almost getting a break from all the technology, we don't have TVs everywhere or, you know, this or that. So that, that's a really good point for sure. What do you guys, uh, anything on the horizon for Iron House coming up here in the next six months to year? I know you guys Uh, got a competition in a couple weeks, but, um, Oh, actually, um, August 20th, um, we, we have a member, uh, Brian Belchick, and his brother, Christopher Belchick, was actually over overseas in the war and was killed in action over there. Um, and you, again, I know we're, we can't see this here, but right across the street from our gym is a, is a large cemetery, and his brother is buried in that cemetery. And Brian was a was a big runner, and he was out running and stopped by his brother's grave, and that's actually how we met. He he came up and talked and wow. joined, and he's been a member ever since. And um, so we we have an event. Uh, we we made up our own hero wad called Belchick, uh, in dedication to him and all the reps and the sets and and a lot of the numbers in that workout are revolved around him. Um, dedicated to him and we we decided to make that a fundraiser and last year we did the first Belchick fundraiser wad and we raised money for the um, the veterans foundation local um, we had a we had almost a hundred people here um, and we had quite I mean a lot of people donated a lot of people um, actually we we sold tickets to do the workout oh wow you very got nice a, you got a t-shirt with that and stuff and i think we raised almost four thousand five thousand dollars awesome um and so we're we're gonna do it again this year on august 20th and uh hopefully hopefully make more more money and this year we we found a foundation that that was uh recently uh a, opened um through Derek Weida who is a a veteran that does a lot of CrossFit uh, a lot of social media and stuff Um, but he's an amputee and he still does CrossFit competitions and and works out like a madman and uh he he created a foundation called the next objective and what they are doing is the the money that that gets donated they use that money to actually uh help uh, create scholarships and stuff for returning veterans to get into uh, fitness um, kind of a way as their coping mechanism to get back into the real world and get back into real life and maybe overcome some of the the trauma that they've you know been through so we're gonna we're gonna try to help them out and raise some money for that foundation this year that's I think cool. I think that's a really cool cause and yeah that's just cool I'll have to get the info on that before I leave maybe we can get some people down I'm sure the workout's grueling, huh? It's pretty tough. <laughs> um, we we also do um, 
we set it up as a as a partner workout. Oh, do you? Very yeah, because cool. um, kind of the, I think that kind of incorporates you know, the whole idea of what they were going through over there is is working together. So we let somebody else suffer through it with you, and and you guys can rely on each other to to get through it. Very cool. Well, there you go. So someone new maybe looking to come in. Um, obviously, you got a, every last Saturday of the month. You said yes. Every in. every Saturday at eight or. The last Saturday of every month at 8.30 a.m., we do a, a bring a friend workout. Anybody's welcome to just pop in. Um, it's a free workout, open to the public, open to anybody that wants to come in. Very cool. And uh, website, you guys got some, got some info on you on there? Uh, yeah, www.ironhousecrossfit.com. And I'll throw uh, some of that in the show notes. And any, uh, yeah, and I mean, we, also, we have a Facebook page that, that we, we try to... Throw a lot of info and stuff up there as well. It's just Iron House CrossFit. Cool. Yeah, we'll link it up. Yeah. Well, this was great. Uh, yeah, really appreciate your time. And uh, maybe we'll have to get a workout in here soon. Yeah, man. All right, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. And there you have it. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. If you are in the Godfrey Alton area, definitely swing by and uh, check those guys out. He talked about the... Uh, partner uh the bring a friend workout at the last weekend on saturdays i actually got the privilege of attending the belichick workout and i know they had another great turnout this year so that was awesome thanks again for tuning in today and we will see you next time on the crunch more than a workout later